The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Welcome to this episode of Pit Life Barbecue. Gather around the pit with your hosts, Johnny Mags and Messy Mike. Let's talk barbecue. What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. It's the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, where we talk every, everything barbecue and a lot of other topics that you'd normally talk around a pit. As always, I am joined by our impeccable <laughs> engineer. Re- reliable. <laughs> reliable, for sure. Ed Sullivan, how are you, pal? I'm doing great. How are you today, John? I'm all right, all right. Oh, well, somebody's missing. Mike is missing. He had a last minute something come up, right. but he says he's going to have some... Uh, big news coming next week. I mean, strictly speaking, he's not missing. You know where he is. I don't exactly oh, know uh, where he is. He's still kind of pots unknown, oh, but he's got it, something going on. The ankle bracelet came off. So. I think so. You know, oh, I think well. they finally caught up to him. <laughs> but no, he says he's got, he's sorry he can't make it. He was looking forward to today, but he's got some stuff in the works and he says mm-hmm. he'll have some news for us next week. I hope what it's that news. is, I don't know, but we'll see. And exciting news, I hope. Absolutely. But we got a very, I've been looking forward to this show, and I'm very excited to, we are being joined by Steve Jimenez of Kids Q Nation. Steve, how are you? Oh, doing great. How are y'all doing? Ah, I'm hanging in there, trying to, trying to stay warm in the Northeast right now. Oh man, I won't. I won't tell you about our weather down here in Texas. Ah, <laughs> uh, so Steve, I reached out to you the uh, the other week, and you know you're very uh, good at getting back to me quick, and you know seem very interested, and I'm very happy to have you joining us. So welcome. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate the I appreciate you reaching out. It's always great to share a little bit about what we're doing down here with Kitchkey Nation, and certainly talk barbecue any chance I get. Oh, uh, nothing better than that. That's for sure. So, Steve, before we get into the Kids Q Nation, do you have personally have a story, a barbecue story of how you got into barbecue, which obviously you have a passion for, which led you into Kids Q Nation? Oh, absolutely, man. You know, it's just, it's probably a common story to start. You know, a lot of us grow up around barbecue pits with our family, our mom, dad, outside cooking, aunts, uncles, everybody yelling at you to get out of the way so you don't burn yourself, right? Um, But growing up and just being around different people in corporate environments, I had a buddy of mine that went to this barbecue cook-off in San Antonio. And uh, as the luck would have it, it was just last weekend, the recurring one. It was a San Antonio Stockstone Rodeo barbecue cook-off. And it's actually a very large event. So I go out there, walk around, and it's just, man, there's, there's these major campsites everywhere, these big, beautiful barbecue pits. And uh, it's just like, wow, this is another reason to get together with family and friends, sit around a barbecue pit, drink a beer. And then there's a competitive aspect to it, right? I mean, I think growing up as you get out of high school and college and different adult pieces where you lose the sports comp- competitiveness, man, this was just another piece to, a piece to me that came in together. Like, man, you can still compete and have fun. At the end of the day, um, at the end of this barbecue cook-off, I walk through and I'm watching these guys cook, and I'm thinking, man, I can cook a decent brisket. Let's go try it. So, lo and behold, I think about three months after that, we enter our first contest. 
high hopes, go out there with these pits that we didn't, I mean, they weren't ours. We didn't have a big enough pit at the time. And long story short, we got our butts kicked. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't come close to sniffing the final table or an award, but we had so much fun. Um, as my brother and I, uh, we had so much fun. And just the people, the people that we met the first time we cooked, they were so helpful and supportive. That's what hooked me initially was just the camaraderie of the, of the folks around us. And lo and behold, man, we got to start cooking more and more, really took it more serious, got more competitive. Um, as people trusted us, they shared information with us and we started getting better and better and better. And then you start walking and getting those awards and you start winning a little bit of money and then you're just definitely hooked. But uh, like a lot of people, man, I, I would just say that my hook was the people that I met, those great people that just helped us out to get started. And that's really what this has become more of a big family to me than anything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The, it was the, um, the San Antonio rodeo and, uh, actually two, I had a new bunch, couple people down there cooking in it. Um, uh, my, my friend Gabriel, he, uh, I want to say he took fourth and chicken. Nice. And, uh, our friend brother James from, uh, team Tito's took a uh, 10th and brisket. He did. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, that's an awesome event. 276 teams, I think is what I was told, was down there in San Antonio, and that's yeah. the largest sanctioned cook-off in Texas, uh, third largest in the country. And uh, it's just an awesome, awesome event. If anybody ever gets a chance to come to that, I recommend that as well. Great organization and great event. Yeah, absolutely. And you are just coming back from a busy weekend yourself down at the, uh, down at the shed in uh, Mississippi. Absolutely. Uh, got, you know, last year we had the opportunity to cook, to go down there and, and run the kids queue for the shed. And it was a blast. Um, and so when the opportunity came back this year to partner with SCA, uh, to go back and be a part of the kids queue event, we just jumped at it. I got to thank a good buddy of mine, Joey Machado. Uh, he's with Fogo charcoal. He really j- jumped on board with me and, and we went down there and, and had a great time. Um, the networking opportunities are huge. The people are huge. The shed folks are just so much fun to be around. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, you throw in the hospitality of their event. It's unmatched in my eyes anywhere. <laughs> I mean, Friday night, can you beat this? Friday night, you, you walk in. It's called a bud and boil. Free beer, free mud bugs for everybody participating. And they don't even wristband you. They're not checking to see if you're participating. They just want you back there having fun. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, for me, it's great. You see everybody that you see on Facebook, all the big names in Facebook, right, or Instagram, Malcolm Reed, Robin Linders, uh, those kind of folks. It's like, man, this is cool. You meet them in person. And they're just as great in person as they are on, on the screens. Oh, that's so great. And, and also I have a, you know, a, a quick little shout-out. Uh, another friend of mine told me to say hello, uh, Erica, Eric Estrada from Camp House Barbecue. <laughs> I love that guy. Big supporter. His kids are rock stars in our little group, man. They're coming on strong from that area of our state. Yeah, they are. They, they've been doing. He's been having a lot of posts over the past couple weekends of the the kids. Just, just looks like they're just having an absolute ball with it, which I think is the most important part to emphasize with with the kids. Not necessarily about the winning or this, but enjoying what you do, having fun, and you're learning through the whole process. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's you know, one of the things that we struck a chord with when we were talking initially was a hashtag you guys use. And then one that we use, uh, one that we use is called hashtag fire family fun. And I emphasize family that's in that hashtag. I capitalize the word family. Yes, it is. Um, and then that's by design. It's not a typo on my fault. <laughs> it's by design. 
and what what that really is is it's, it's like you said it's getting around it's it's, it's rooted around fire right because it's barbecue and typically you're centered around your family and then a lot of times that barbecue world becomes your family and then at the end of the day if you're not having fun doing this you really shouldn't be out here yeah um and so a lot of times you'll see us hashtag everything with fire family fun and it's just really it is a culture we want to create we want that family involvement the families are right there engaging the cooking you know with the kids or helping the kids to prepare to cook we really slap their hands and don't want them involved in the actual cooking process but we want them to do everything to keep that kid safe and then create that just family fun environment that's going to create memories the memories that are going to last a lifetime really oh absolutely absolutely because i was um I had written, I went through, I, I had seen the list of the Kids Q Nation rules, and some of them I, I found very interesting and, um, how do I put it, very heartwarming all at the same time. And we'll get into those. But how did you get involved with Kids Nation? You know, uh, kids cook-offs weren't. You know, they were, they were around. We didn't invent these by any means. But uh, my cooking partner, Scott, we used to go to events and compete. And every now and then there'd be a kid's cook-off there. And his kids were little at the time, so they'd get involved in these kids' cues. And it was just so varying and wide-ranging in rules and practices and the ways they did things. And it was discouraging sometimes. You'd see uh, – I'd see Tate and, and, his, and his daughter, they'd, be, they'd cook and they'd be focused on cooking. Scott would make them cook. And then we look next door and Junior's riding his bicycle and dad's cooking. And then lo and behold, at awards, Junior walks. And it's just discouraging. And then again, at the same time, everywhere we went, there's different rules. So we ran a cook-off in, in the San Antonio area and we put on just, just something we were going to do there. One-time thing, run a kid's queue at our event, but we were going to put our rules on it. Stuff we took from other events that we thought worked well, kicked out some things we didn't think worked as well. And uh, ran our first event just as something to do to support our our little cook-off that we were doing. And all of a sudden, it was there's something happened that was really cool. Um, we one of the things we do is we cook. We all the kids will cook in a confined area, right? They're not going to cook back at mom and dad's camp. We put them in one spot. I'll be honest. The initial reason for that was so we could watch and make sure mom and dad weren't too heavily involved in the cooking process. Yeah. What's taken place in the priority, and that has been not not to necessarily enforce that rule, but it's the camaraderie and the culture that starts to take place when these kids cook together on a daily or a weekly basis, they look for each other. They want to set up by each other. They talk trash to each other. <laughs> they share food. They do the same thing. The adults do in a microcosm way uh, in their own little event. And so the culture it created was so important to us. So that's really, we got started our event and we had them cook around. And the reason they had to cook so close together at our event to bring it back a little bit was we only had a, it got dark on us and we only had one light. It was under the pavilion. Oh. So everybody had to huddle up around that light. It was really cool. You had a circle of kids with barbecue pits in front of them and parents behind them. Oh, that's and great. it just created such a cool environment. Now it's a lot larger scale um, at the event, but nonetheless, we still have the parents behind the kids. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, uh, one, of our, one of our viewers and also another friend of mine, Alton Matthews of the Dogfather's Barbecue, he was just, he says in the chat room, <clears throat> watching the kids cook in SCA is amazing. These kids have their names on the grills. He was intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> they do. It's really cool. We've gotten, uh, we've gotten a couple of kids that have done very well, and they'll start getting, they, it's just like select sports, right? So as your kid competes in soccer or softball, 
tennis, volleyball, whatever it may be, when they get serious and they get good, you're going to buy them the better equipment. Nobody's jumping in and buying a $300 bat for their kid to play T-ball, right? Yeah. In the same way, nobody's going to go jump in and buy $400 PK for their kid to start cooking. But you'd be surprised how many kids we have now running with a PK grill or an M grill. And uh, yeah, they've got their names on these things. I don't even have my name on my pit <laughs> and, and, and on my grill anyway. And uh, it's just cool. It's cool to see the excitement that creates, uh, they, they just created in the family. Um, and you watch them, they, they go home and practice. They're putting up videos and they're putting up pictures of what they cooked. You know, the week before a cook off, you'll start seeing kids cooking pork chops three days ahead of time. I think most of my families hate pork chops now. <laughs> Oh, but you got to practice. Practice is important. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, right, anything we cook, right? It's just the temp control. It's the practicing of the recipes. Um, These kids got to really, they really got to practice their hand on on applying rubs and sauces. That varies. I've got two kids that that cook with us. The the, uh, Adeline, she's very light handed with her rubs and can, they can easily tell her what to put on it. Austin, who's one of our other top kid, kid cooks, his dad has to constantly hold him back and find ways for him not to put too much rub. So it's just the, the differences in the kids is, is fun to watch. And just the application of what they do and how they're taught because of their differences is what's really fun for me to watch. Yeah, that's that's great. Because like I said, we've, we've had um, – uh, well, first, you guys, uh, from what I saw on the site, out of in Texas, Arkansas, Mississippi – now Tennessee, and also Australia. Now, has that grown, Eddie, or, you know, if you hadn't updated that that site? You know, well, I guess I, I can update it by one. We're, we're going to be at an event in Missouri outside of St. Louis with Blues Hog in June. Okay. The Blues Hog Steak event that they're putting on, and we've been added to their calendar for that event. So right now to, to get outside of, out of Texas is, is a slow growth pr- process, partly because of my OCD and controlling nature. I want to make sure that, you know, what, when I'm not there to run an event, somebody else is going to put the same thought, heart and passion into it. Yeah. Um, and then certainly create the same culture. Uh, that's tough to do. I think sometimes. Um, and then Australia, we're just fortunate in Australia. There's a guy, Matthew Staunton over there and he is running with this man. I, I would say like wildfire, but that's a bad term to use over there right now. Um, but he is just on, literally he is on fire with this. He went from, I think eight events last year to, to already 15 for this year. Um, he's got some great partnerships he's put in place for kids, kid nation, Australia. And from my understanding from him, he's got some growth opportunities to go even go outside of Australia at this point. So we're just, we're lucky that we've got good support. You know, SCA is one of our partners. Um, they, we cannot do this without SCA. We run their judging platform. We run, a lot of the same rules and concepts that they do. So the plan is for kids, as soon as they graduate from our group, man, they can immediately walk into an SCA cook-off and hopefully do some damage. Oh, that's awesome. So, Steve, hang on one second. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Attention, cigar smokers, or even friends of a cigar smoker. If you're looking to relax with a nice premium cigar or looking for a great gift for a cigar smoker, this is the gift that keeps on giving. Our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com have created the Cigar of the Month Club. For just $24.99 per month, you or your friend will receive four different premium handmade cigars every month. And shipping and handling is included. Go to TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com, and go to the Cigar of the Month Club. You can stop anytime because there's no contract, but you won't. 
because this is a tremendous deal for our listeners. Go to twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com, and click the Cigar of the Month Club. At the same time, if you want to learn about the cigars you receive each month, you can smoke along with them on their own podcast called The Cigar Authority. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a nice premium cigar from our friends at twoguyscigars.com. All right, and we are back. I just got a quick chuckle here, Steve. Uh, Dan Dan McClure, the kids have taught me new techniques and ideas, and I'm nearly 60. (laughs) You know, which is great because, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, the kids have a, um, a a new set of eyes on the barbecue world. You know, they have a different way of seeing things, which, you know, a different flavor here or try something there. It adds a whole nother level to everything. So, you know, no matter if young or old, you yeah. can always learn in the barbecue well, yeah. world. Anytime you're working with kids... It's different, right? Because adults are already, well, you can't do that, right? You couldn't put that in there. And, you know, adults are living by all these rules. The kids don't know the rules. So they're going to do what they want to do. Yeah, and sometimes they just don't care about the rules. They're going to do what they want to (laughs) do. So getting into some of the rules, um, like I said, the, the one that caught me, you know, a little... Little different, but also very heartwarming. The kids' queue area is a game-free zone, and can you elaborate on that? Before I, you know, don't want to give the punch punchline to it. Or <laughs> yeah, so what we want in there, and I think I've spoke briefly about it, was uh, we want the kids focused on family, fun times with human interaction. Um, we don't want them engaged in games on their phones, engaged in their phone activity while they're in our area. When they come into the kids' queue area to cook, they're there to cook. They're there to interact in a human level in that, that basic just look at somebody and talk to them face-to-face. Um, shake hands, hug each other, whatever it may be. Um, that's the big focus there once they're in there. We don't want them on those devices or playing games to themselves secluded you know, in that chair in the corner of their tent. Yeah, that's I, I saw that. I'm like, that's fantastic. You know, they are now. The if I'm not mistaken, the phones can be in there, but more so for you know a phone. What what a phone's for? A phone call or take photographs of your cook, or you make Correct. a quick video of the cook. So yeah, when Correct. I saw that, that was I love I love like that, that fact. One. You know, yeah. just put the damn thing down for a minute. You know, yeah, and I can't. That's the truth. And I can't. You know, I'm guilty as anybody of sitting there on the couch with my wife and kids, yeah. and oh, let me. I get a notification, and I'm going screw, screw yeah. going, going. You know, next thing you know, twenty minutes, a half hour has gone by, <laughs> and it's like. You know, what am I doing? You know, put it away. And then, you know, pointing the finger to the kids, you know, yeah. put it away. Let's hang out a bit. You know, so, yeah. you know, that's pretty cool. Um, then another one was the kids need to cook on charcoal or wood fire grills. And then part of, another part of that was the event organizer may provide the charcoal and help start the fire. Correct. So what we don't want, and I think I've heard your show talk about this before, is uh, no propane. 
Um, one, I truly believe that barbecue and grilling like this is done over charcoal or wood products. Um, two, from a safety factor, I don't want these pressurized tanks involved over here with our kids. Um, <clears throat> so I'm not saying you can't turn out a great pork chop or a great steak off of, off of a propane grill. They have their purpose in their place. The place just isn't in our competition area, with, mainly from a safety aspect. I don't want people messing with those things. The funny thing is, is like we still have people bring propane tanks in with pear burgers to start fires. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But I, we have to really watch that. Um, yeah. it's, 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 it's funny. They bring this huge, the tanks bigger than the pit sometimes. But, <laughs> um, and then as far as the organizers, a lot of times the promoter might want to say, Hey, we've got barbecue grills for the kids. We want to give away. Cool. That's, that's always an incentive to have a parent sign up their kiddo and get them started in barbecue. They're going to get a free grill. Um, and then we certainly will allow anybody to help them start the fire. We do not want kids in an at-risk environment whatsoever. Uh, we want to mitigate that as much as possible. So when we can get adult involvement from a safety standpoint, whether it be myself, somebody from our team, or even a parent or an organizer of events, then that's perfect for us. We just do not want kids getting hurt. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and then the, the, some of the rules are, pr- are pretty much – most com- right on the lines of regular barbecue competitions. Uh, no marked on the meats in the box. And I see you guys use the the discs instead of the um, the, the the green bed. Right. You know. Right. Since we are again, we partner with SCA. We mirror what SCA does. So um, our turn in trays are identical to SCA. Once you open them up, that's that foil disc is at the bottom. Just the meat's going to go in there on that foil disc. Um, and then something new to our, our steak side of our organization is once those steaks are in the box, the way the kiddo positions that steak in there is the way we're going to cut it, the way it's going to be tasted, and the way to be viewed for uh, appearance presentation. So um, very much going to mirror what, I, what SCA does. And that's at the it's, – it's our benefit to, to be able to work with them, but it's at their encouragement as well. So, um, yeah, when you turn in that – that piece of pork chopper, that piece of steak, it's nothing else in there but that steak. We want that to be the highlight of your box. Yeah. Now, speaking of the meat, now, what now? What proteins do the kids cook? You know, obviously, you know, or even do you know? Do they do uh, ribs or briskets, or do, is there a whole different? I don't. I don't want to say easier because there's probably kids out there that'll blow me away. <laughs> it might cook. So, you know, I don't want to say, you know, an easier protein, but you had mentioned pork chops and steak. You know, what other proteins are in some of the competitions? Primarily we're rooted in pork chops and steaks. Um, we have done turkey. Um, we did turkey recently. I did kind of a, we did a little bit of a test in an event here in Texas. We had ground turkey. Uh, turkey Federation was involved in the event and the kids, they were able to make turkey burgers. We actually let them garnish that box, garnish that tray. It was just a way to do something different and encourage their creativity. Um, it was a challenge. It was They did a great job, but it was definitely a challenge. And uh, turkey was the first kind of new protein we've done in a while. Uh, I do see us down the road getting into additional proteins. Brisket, ribs, just because of the length of time it takes, probably yeah. not something we'll do immediately, or at least not in conjunction with another event. Another event. I think that's something we could do at a standalone event down the road. Um, but... Primarily, we need to be able to cook and uh, hold our meeting and cook and turn in within an hour and a half time slot usually. So something quick cooking like a turkey breast um, or a turkey burger, chicken breast, steak, yeah. pork chop. 
All right. Oh, well, this question just came to me. You know, Kids Q Nation. Now, is there a uh, a set um, age frame, age term of you know what's too young, but where's the cutoff for you know an age limit? Yeah. So we typically will see uh, our age range right now is five to fifteen. Uh, typically we see at the age of five coming in, we've had a few four-year-olds come in. Um, but that's really on a case by case basis where the kid's a little bit more mature on the tail end of the four or is really able to, to maintain his or herself and not just be at risk to hurt themselves or not be interested and have the parent push them to do it just so the parent can get involved. Um, we've, we've, we really limit that to the five-year-old as much as possible in 15, not because we don't like the 16 and 17 year olds. They just kind of age out before that. Yeah. Um, they really, you know, they don't want to compete with the younger kids. Um, and so what we have is a great partnership with SCA now, because I don't know if you guys know, SCA's lowered their age or their lowest age requirement is now 13. Okay. So we have kids that are now in that we lose kids between that 13 to 15 year old range. It's just a lot of things going on in their lives at that point, right? They're, they're in middle school, they're getting a social life, they're involved in school activities, um, and then some of that is, again, they don't want to really compete with the with the little kids either sometimes. Yeah. So the cool thing is, is now they can go into SCI, cook under their own name, and compete with the stakes with the big guys up there. So uh, we have, we're starting to see that happen a little bit more and more now. Yeah, because I know around here is a, lo- a lot of the uh, events around here are through the uh, New England Bo- NEBS or the New England Barbecue Society. Okay. And they have some, you know, kids categories of, you know, steak, uh, burgers, even, uh, even pizza. Nice. You know, so, you know, that's where that, what the proteins everyone's cooking at. We do have another question, which I found pretty interesting from our friend Craig McPherson, AKA C-Mac from the Blackstone boys. Now I'll, I'll preface this question. He has his own, I suppose, best way to put it is a private event every year, um, the weekend after, the Saturday after Memorial Day, called Riverfest. And he asked, if I could ask you, um, if he wants to add, like, a kid's competition to his his competition, where's a good place to start and have them cook a steak, ribs, set up a bunch of Webbers for them? You know, so if he wanted to set up his own own kids Q nation competition at his, how would he go about that? Or, you know, well, setting it up on his own, not necessarily yeah, you know, a sanction. I would encourage him to reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk to him and help him, you know, offline as well. But one of the things that you, the easiest thing to do is, yeah, I think in a new place where you haven't done these before, certainly getting little grills donated somewhere or having somebody sponsor little grills to have available for the kids will go a long way in attracting people to the event. Um, start with something simple like a steak or pork chop, something the parents and the kids are both familiar with cooking, or at least the parents are familiar with cooking. Um, two, the, it, part of the reason I use pork chops is because they're, they're very inexpensive. So from a promoter standpoint, when they've got all these other costs associated with their events that a lot of times as cooks we don't think about, now all of a sudden we've put a secondary environment on them where we're saying, hey, you need to purchase the meat for our, for our competition steaks can get costly. So pork chops are a great practice thing. You, they're cheap to practice. They're cheap to compete with. You, you can't really cook them too. I mean, 
you can't mess them up as easy, right? So if you do mess it up, it's a dollar fifty a pork chop, no big deal. Yeah. Um, you mess up a steak at eight to ten dollars a steak, that gets costly. Yeah, well, um, we will, but I would we, certainly recommend having little grills available and certainly like a pork chop to get started. Yeah, because like when when we were talking um, off air just before before the show, we were talking about the the shed and when I was on their post, they had that one post of you know this is what fifty thousand dollars of <laughs> wagyu steaks looks like. Yeah. And, you know, the first thing you go fifty thousand dollars, you know, isn't extravagant amount of money for a state competition. Oh, but, yeah. you know, if you're looking for a sponsor, you know, like you, like you're saying, a dollar, a dollar fifty pork chop is a lot, <laughs> lot easier to, <laughs> to get some help with. Uh, absolutely. You know, those steaks this weekend at the shed were fantastic. It's it Hassle Cattle Company out of Texas. It's a Wagyu Cattle Company here. And, um, yeah, they were – they the marbling in them was phenomenal. The kids cooked those same ribeyes the adults did. Uh, talk about a treat. The kids cooked the exact same ribeye that the adults did, just as thick, just as marbled, and uh, they did a fantastic job with it. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, now it's stuff's running back in the back of my head. I'm I uh, I'm a big fan of Malcolm Reed's podcast, and his son had got into the the state competitions, I believe, last summer or the summer before, and. He, he almost sounded a little heartbroken that he's like, Dad, I got this. I got this. Do you see that happening at, at your events, that the parents almost take it a little harder than the kids because the parents are there to oversee everything, but the kid's like, I got this. Let me do it. I, you know, I think it's the first time that the kid really does that to the parent, or does that graduation piece where the kids start when they're like five or six and by seven or eight, for the most part, they're taking over pieces. And I, I think it's just like any kind of growing up process when the first time your kid tells you, dad, I don't need your help with this anymore. It's going to certainly break your heart a little bit, but I'll tell you, I find more, I find it more entertaining to watch the parents who just sit there and launchers drinking a beer while their kids cooking. They don't get up at all. I think they love that aspect of it. You know, they can't wait for the kid to do everything. Oh yeah. Um, you know, like a friend of mine, her son is, he was one of the four-year-olds in, in there. He, he'd fly out telling mama, I got it. Mama, no, I do it. And he, he would push her away, even at four. Um, <laughs> and it's just, you know, these kids, they, they, the, the excitement they show, the, the way they get into this, it's so much fun to watch. I get more fun from watching this than anything else. You watch the growth of the kid. You watch the, watch the family interaction. Um, you just you see what happens from my side of just walking around watching everything going on. It's priceless, man. I mean, it's so much fun to watch. Yeah. You know, because my, my, I, I have a son and a daughter, and, you know, they, they hang out at the pit and the grills with me, you know, whether they're into it or not, you know, more so on my daughter's end, <clears throat> I think it's just, you know, spend time with dad, yeah. you know, because I'm, you know, working all week long, six days a week, so that Sunday when I fire the pits up, you know, it, it's their time that dad's not going anywhere. He's going to sit here from the morning till night, and it's just time. But then my son, you know, he really showed some interest. So I bought him a little. My wife had found one of the the, the smaller, you know, the Cuisinart or whatever. What, what, what in the barbecue word, a, a cheber, you know, the, the cheap Weber. And, um, you know, he, he'll go, Dad, can you, can you light up some charcoal for me? I go, what do you need, Dad? I'm cooking hot dogs. 
Have at it, brother. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's just so fun to see. Just stand there and just watch him, and he's flipping it and moving them around. And, you know, sometimes he's burning the hell out of it. But, <laughs> hey, whatever. Hey, but, you know, the thing is, he's outside doing that with you. He's not inside playing a game. He is not on his phone. Yeah. Uh, he's not on a computer. And that's, yeah, let him burn it, man. He's spending time with you, and he's outside. If you can, if you, if every household could get that once a week, I think we're winning. Oh, absolutely. You know, he'll help me with the pit, and, you know, we're doing a couple of things, and, you know, he'll be there for a little while, then all of a sudden he's on his scooter, you know. <laughs> but when he's cooking it, the attention's fully right there, right on what he's doing. You can set up a set off a bomb behind him. He's not even going to know it went off. Yeah. You know, he's so focused on it, and I, I absolutely love it. But, Steve, thank you so much for joining us, taking time out of your day to talk about Kids Q Nation. Like I had said, I found out about it through people talking, and it's a wonderful organization. You're doing great things. Keep up the great work. Future success. And, you know, the door's always open here. You got anything going on, want to hop on and talk about, feel free. Just let me know. We'll set up a date. And, you know, if anything we can do to help you out or vice versa, let us know. Hey, Johnny, appreciate it, man. This has been fun. And anytime I can talk about barbecue and kids cooking, it's always something I'll take time for. So thank you for having us all. Appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Well, that's it for this week, folks. We'd like to thank you all for joining us. Catch the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube. On YouTube, hit that subscribe button and the notification bell. You'll get notified every time we upload one of the episodes. And you'll have our whole catalog of episodes right there at your fingertips. On social media, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at PitLifeBBQ. Uh, questions or comments, please send them to pitlifebbqpodcast at gmail.com. And like always, folks, please subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. The numbers are outstanding, and it's all because of you guys. We love you for you. Thank you so much for your support. And, uh, well, that's it, I think, Ed. You got anything you want to add? I got nothing. All right. So until next week, keep the smoke rolling. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.